Hey, dude, check it out. I'm I'm like a real radio guy, real radio DJ. Like it's we hanging down. Yeah, yeah. This is what I was going for. I was going for like the, like, well, here we are. Da, da, da. Don Imus. Imus oh. in the morning. Talk about a bit that was worth it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Wow, man. So that record that we just played, man, boy, that um, uh, fucking Madonna. She really can't get it with those pointy boobs. So this, me and Ben got, um, we are leaving the Trillionaire Mindset because uh, CBS W660AM uh, has a- uh, W660? <laughs> How do they say the, the fucking- The call letters, they're letters, they're never numbers. No, for like AM. Yeah, but for AM- All right, oh, how do I say the fucking, who-, who, who? KFI AM640? All right, KFI AM640 has asked us to come do a radio show for them. And now we have to do all of our recordings like this. They told us that we have to put our mics like this. And they said, can you talk about- Are you guys comfortable talking about Madonna's pointy boobs? And we said, (laughs) sure thing, pal. When I was a kid, I remember seeing her in the pointy boob bra, and I was like, is that how boobs really are shaped? They come in all shapes and sizes, really. Also, my mom revealed to me that I didn't breastfeed. Speaking of, because we talked about when when I showed you those breastfeeding TikToks. That's why you're so obsessed with it? I never got a shot. I never had my shot. But yeah, she texted me and said, just for your information. Oh yeah, there's the pointy boobs. Wait, your mom watches after hours? Yeah, she do be subscribing. My parents asked if they could and I said, "Mm." Why would they ask you if they could? Like, you can, sure. I I ain't going to stop you, mama. Oh, because they didn't know how to fucking... Do it? (laughs) Yeah. They weren't, like, asking for permission. They were like, sign us up. Yeah. And I was like, maybe just let the boys uh, be bad. My mom still doesn't get certain things. Uh, Well, actually, no, she she does pretty well. The the one uh, thing that will occasionally, occasionally happen is she'll send a text, I will reply immediately, and then I'll immediately get, I'm driving with focus turned on. I will message you back when, you know, it's it's like, I don't know, she had a red light and then she puts her phone down and then goes, you just burping? Yeah, I'm not so going to, by the way, someone left a comment. Dude, there were a couple comments. A couple like, comments said, don't burp. So, you know what? I have heard you. You could burp. Just don't do yeah, it. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do it in the ears. And it reminds me, speaking of the radio, there's a station here in Los Angeles called KXLU 88.9 FM. You it, know how many comments you're going to get that are like, I actually like the fucking probably. Burping. Probably a lot of that, yeah. Uh, KXLU 88.9 FM, which is the Loyola Marymount College radio station. It's a very weak signal. It's pretty much localized within a small if radius. If you're not in Playa Vista, you're not getting it. It craps out when you get down, to, like almost exactly when you get into Long Beach. And on the east side, I, th- I want to say like Pasadena or something like that. But uh, there was this kid years ago when I was a delivery boy still. I'm, I'm driving around. And the middle of the day, and I was so jealous because you could only be on the radio there if you went to LMU. And I did end up weaseling my way onto the airwaves there. It's a whole story. But I'm listening to this guy in the middle of the day. And like all KXLU DJs, he wasn't really talking into the mic. He's just kind of like this. It's KXLU. Da, 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 da. What? What? Why? I'm telling a story. Why are you doing that? I'm only I'm literally like 30 seconds into it. <laughs> anyway, he took out like a bag of chips and started eating them into the microphone. See, that's fucked up. On the air. That's something you would do. 
No, it's not. Absolutely. That's egregious. That's like, that's terrible. And then he started playing some music, and I knew the phone number, so I called in, and he answered because they don't have a screen or anything. You called the guy? Yeah, I called the station. I just said, dude, what are you doing? And he said, what do you mean? I said, don't eat into the microphone. He said, oh, you heard that? I said, yeah, dipshit. I but it was just some college kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still, I, I, I thought you got to have a modicum of professionalism. <laughs> Dude, I love that you called him. Yeah, of course I called him. I'll call DJs sometimes. I, I remember calling a DJ on K-Rock and complimenting her on her ability to hit the post. You know, hitting the post is when you talk. A basketball a, term. No, <laughs> close. Uh, good. It's when you talk. <laughs> it's when you talk up a song and then stop right when the right when the lyrics hit. Oh, it's really hard to do. <clears throat> I could do that. You want to try it? We'd People have to do it up after a song because we can't play anything copyrighted. No, that's true. It's really hard to let's do. Let's try to do it in after hours. Okay, why not? Yeah, let's do that. So well, it's got to be a song I know though. So of I know course, coming. you know what the fucking coolest thing is that I I just realized recently. What? I mean, I always knew, of course, because I've heard it a thousand times. What? You know the song Paradise City? Yeah. Take me down to the Paradise City where the grass is green and sure. the girls are attractive. There's kind of a long intro, and then they blow a fucking whistle. It just goes, Wee! and then the song just goes absolutely. And I'm like, yeah. how sick is that? Yeah, it's a good song. I like um, Every song should do that. Intro, whistle, so you're like, okay, it's about to fuck. And then it just kicks your ass. I like Motley Crue's, uh, what's the one? Kickstart my heart, where the guitar sounds like a car in the beginning. Such a great song. Oh, I know that one. That song whips. Shares are just getting hammered this morning. Every day they're pounding it. Bitcoin. I'm not fucking leader. <laughs> anyway, hey, Glenn. <laughs> hey, Glenn. Uh, Glenn. Uh, is going to want you folks to read the disclaimer. You're going to see it in the show more, see more. Who the fuck knows what it actually says? It's Berenstein, Berenstain Bears. It's the Mandela Why Did you put this on here? It says Grossman. The fuck are you talking about? Grossman? No, I didn't put that on there. I don't know what don't the hell. I think it's always there. All right, huh. whatever. Doesn't anyway, matter. Grossman. Uh... <laughs> also, we want you guys to, if you want to hear us try to play radio DJ, Go to tmgstudios.tv and subscribe to either our tier at $6 or the TMG Or the TMG tier. tier. You get everything for $10 and even the 8-Ball special, which- That's exactly right. And we got some more of those coming. They're going to be real fun. Yeah. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, do all the fucking things. Follow us on the shit. Follow me on <coughs> shit. We should- Follow start. us on the shit. We should start. My friend Adam Crouch. If Adam, if you're listening, hey, buddy. No. Oh, he got one out. <laughs> oh, I didn't need to shout out Keaton no, Turner. No, Keaton Turner, no, no. friend of mine from high school and middle school, for that matter. Hey, he sent me a great DM and he said, "Hey, man, I listen to your show all the time and I really love it and it makes me crack up and I, you know, I really like it." So shout out to him. Fuck, he's probably fishing right now or something. Great guy. He had one of the, you know, how you have those friends who you just love to make laugh because they have a great laugh or they laugh at I everything. Like to make all my friends laugh. Me too. 
Keaton, I just remember he had this belly laugh that like made it so <laughs> he was a kid, so he didn't sound like that. But you get what I mean. Funny kid. Anyway, he remembered the piss story. Remember I told you how we pissed on the walls? He was there. And he said, yeah, I remember participating and thinking to myself, this is kind of fucked up. <laughs> so, so did I, but I was doing it anyway. I don't know why. <laughs> well, anyway, folks, if you're watching this on Friday the... 17th. 17th. This is the mailbag episode. Me and Ben... Are on vacation. We're on vacation. We're not here, but this we is, are here. But you're watching this in the past. We could be dead for all you know. No, they're watching it in the future. We are in the past. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. in the past. We're always in the past a little bit, but now we're a lot of bit in the past. Well, whoa. <clears throat> what, what, is the, what is the philosophical principle that you can never- Schrodinger's cat. No, 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 no. Where if you, if you take half the distance of something, then half of that, then half of that, and half of that, you- if you go by that principle, you you'll can... never get there. Yes. So I wonder how you truly do measure time. What is the true measure of the present? If it if it, we break it down by seconds, then we can break it down by milliseconds. Yeah, I don't know what this guy's talking about, but this is a week. <laughs> uh, did you ever? You know the double slit experiment, right? Don't be gross. That's about a lady. They try to give a lady two vaginas. Come on. Two man. vaginas. What is the real experiment? The the double slit experiment, I mean, everybody probably knows it by now because I'm sure Joe Rogie has talked about it multiple times. Uh, it really? basically, Yeah, probably, because it's like one of the original what things. What do they do on that show? It's okay. What? He smokes weed and he talks about monkeys. He's okay. just like, it, uh, basically, Joe Rogan just goes, damn, that's fucking crazy. Did you know a monkey could probably rip your fucking legs off? <laughs> He's not wrong. But he, wait, can we not look at an image, but instead a description of it? Okay, do you know what it is? In modern physics, the double slit experiment is a demonstration that light and matter can display characteristics of both classically divine waves and particles. Dude, what? Basically, it, basically it, when they're observed, they behave differently than when they're not. Oh, yeah, yeah, Matter that's observed behaves differently. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like if okay. you're if we're if we look away, the particles go a certain pattern, and when you look at it, they're like, "Oh shit, they're watching." That's like so when people view this episode, we are behaving much differently than when we're not being yeah. watched. I'm probably taking a big fat <clears throat> crap, and that's <laughs> and that's on edits. Yeah, the stuff that gets left on the cutting room floor. That floor is covered in shit. Hey, whoa! Did you just burp into the microphone? What is going on? <laughs> it's the fucking spindrift. The fucking spindrift. But that was a mistake, and I apologize. By the way, in the, either the bonus episode today or the one that we're going to record for, for the listener for last week, for us tomorrow, I want to just talk about things that we like. Well, we're also going to do the fucking post thing. Post thing. We're gonna do the. Deep oh yeah, hitting the post. <laughs> I'm gonna hit the post. Oh man, we're gonna hit, we're gonna smash that post. We're gonna see. And again, you gotta. <laughs> you can only get it if you subscribe. Because did you know we literally can't do it because of copyright reasons. I I keep wanting to say that I'm on island time, but I I I found out that's a bad thing to say. Why? Because you know how people say it on vacation. Oh, I'm on island time. Yeah. It comes from. Uh, I think it's like a colonizer thing. They would talk about. Um, they would talk about the natives that they would try to be getting to 
do work and stuff, uh, and they'd call them lazy and stuff, and they'd go, oh, they're all on island time. So when you're saying I'm on island time, you're saying like, oh, you're like a lazy native. Oh, oh, I thought island time meant to be like I'm jet lagged. No, no, no. It means like I'm <clears throat> chilling out. It's like, don't bother me. I'm on island time. Ah, yeah. To account for their supposed tendency to be leisurely, not rigorous about scheduling and often tardy. That actually sounds like a compliment because the people who came and colonized were probably very uppity and had uh, sticks up their butts. Yeah, maybe they could use some island time. Yeah. Stop, stop yeah. going into places <laughs> you don't belong. Those islanders were like, don't hassle me. I'm living my life, right. please. So we got a mailbag episode for everybody today because, uh, and for those of you new viewers, what is a mailbag? Well, you see, back in the day, there used to be this stuff called mail, and it didn't, <laughs> it didn't have e in front of it. It's where you, <laughs> you lick the stamp. Before they had the self-licking stamps, you'd <laughs> pop that on. Back when it used to cost fifty, how much does it cost now? Fifty cents? I don't know. You know what I started doing in my new place at my old place? You know how you, when you rent a place for, for just. Ever you get old mail? Oh yeah, I tear that shit open. Do, do you? No, I don't care. Well, I used there's to, a mailbag. There's a picture. Of I used to always save it and then give it to my landlord and be like, I don't know, figure it out, whatever. And I'm just done. And now I just throw it out. Yeah. If it was important, they'd come over in a in a panic, right? And they'd retrieve it. I used to have this big drawer <laughs> full of just old tenants' mail. That's really sweet of you. I did get some But honestly, I think my landlords would be like, oh, yeah, thanks, and then just throw it out. Probably. I did get a check. It was for a lawsuit against, like, Nordstrom for one of the previous tenants, and the check was for... I, I didn't open it up, but just held I... Just to the light? I, no, no, no. I just saw that, like, it said check enclosed, and it looked legit. It didn't look like junk mail. So I found the woman. I searched her name on Instagram, found her, there was wow. only like one, and I DM'd her, and I said, hey, I live at so-and-so. Um, here's some mail that came but for she you. blocked you. No, no, she said- Are you the AirPods guy? <laughs> she said, uh, she she told me to go ahead and open it and let me know what was inside, and I got excited. I'm like, ooh, federal crime <laughs> uh, with permission. And I opened it, and it was a check for like 12 bucks, and I said, like, brace yourself. You're about to be- like you just came up and then I sent a picture and she said, oh man, you can just throw it away. And I'm like, are you sure? It's like 12 bucks. She said, it's not worth it for me to come out there and pick it up. <laughs> so I just threw it out. You should have just got her uh, permission to endorse it. And uh... how does that work? I can sign my name on it and just cash it. Oh, cause she, <clears throat> she would have to endorse it over to me. Right. Yeah. I don't she know would have to she sign would do it. it. Yeah. So you see back in the day there was these things <laughs> called checks. Checks. Before you Venmo each other. Yeah. Uh, so a mailbag episode is where we asked you guys to send us questions. And this is where we answer those questions. And uh, there's a bunch of dirt all over my desk. I wonder how the fuck that happened. That was me. Oops. I came in here doing, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. But the first, the I'm seeing the first question. This one's very relevant because we were just talking about music. Kick it off, baby. I got to say, I don't love the tone. Who asks this question? This is a, a man by, or a woman or whatever by the by the name of Gus. Uh, Gus. Goose. Uh, Dog-ass name. <laughs> no, cut that. <laughs> no, leave it. He said dog-ass name. Why? Because it's three letters? I don't know. Gus I, just, is a dog. I don't think I've ever known a person named Gus. It was always dogs. It's my dog, really? Gus. Huh. And then you call it Gussie. Hey, Gussie boy. Dogs named Gus do be having a Gussie. 
<laughs> what did Gus want to know? He says, what does Emil think of the new Angel Olsen album? And then he says, do you guys have any music recommendations that aren't Bruce Springsteen? That's all him. I, I've never listened to an entire Bruce Springsteen album. Okay, but that's like a terrible, that's such a snarky way to phrase, hi, I'm looking for music. Do you have anything that's not Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? Well, what do you think of the new Angel Olsen? I love it. It's great. I didn't get to listen to it yet. Going back to the whole like country thing, it's fucking beautiful. Nice. You know. Very cool. Heartbreaking. Yes. Doing her whole haunting voice thing. It's amazing. What do you want to recommend to this? Well, this is another thing, too. When people want music recommendations, you got to tell me what you like. You can't just be like, do you have any music recommendations? It's like... Hmm. I have pretty eclectic tastes. What do you? How can I? How can I even begin to give you recommendations when your only note is no Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. First off, give Bruce Springsteen a chance. He might already. He might love Bruce Springsteen. Oh, like, maybe I'm tired of listening to Bruce. Maybe he's such a big Bruce fan that yeah. he's like, "You got anything that's not Bruce? Because it's all I fucking listen to." I'm gonna take it as that. I oh, like. Give that. him five. I'll give him five. Five? Yeah, five. Is that too many or too few? I don't know. It's hard. I listen like I like a lot of old stuff because I like albums. Sure. And the 1970s is the best decade for that. They really perfected the album. Electric Light Orchestra. Deep That's a great orchestra. one. I'll go with it. I think it's fun too. They're all different, right? Different albums would feel like different things. Yeah. Some of them are uh, like you ever heard of the? Do you hear that noise? No. All right, doesn't matter. There's a David Bowie album where he completely forgets the entire recording sessions. What? He was in such a cocaine psychosis. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying this. Station to station. That's fucking cool. And he's just coked out of his mind? He doesn't remember recording it. Wow. And it's so good. Well, he, of course, doesn't remember now because he's dead. He doesn't remember much of anything. Well, no, he didn't remember while he, when he was alive. Mm. Um, Christ, I don't know how to, like, I don't even know what this guy's looking for. Japanese breakfast, I recommend. I would also recommend some older broken social scene. That's good. Older broken social scene. Yeah, wow. Yeah, of course. Some good. You forgot it in people. That's a great album. Oh man. Remember the song Swimming? Yeah. Yeah. Insane. I haven't thought about that band in so long. <clears throat> Who else? What else you got for me? Uh I'm a big fan of um Kimbra. I also like Kim Petrus recently. I'm into I'm into good pop a lot. I like good pop. But I also like, you know, metal. That's like some good, you want to talk about a good album, Leviathan by Mastodon is a great album. Wow. Ty Siegel, we both like oh, Ty Siegel. Oh, you know, don't even, I'm a big Ty Siegel fan. He's got a. He's got another album coming out this summer. He's uh, always what, does it have like 50 songs on it? No, I think it's a regular, like, you know, probably 10 to 12 song LP. Oh, that's good. Um, He's always touring. Yeah. Some of the most, all of his projects are super fun. Ty Siegel, Fuzz, his proto metal band. Um the Ty Siegel band. Mm. Uh, George Harrison. Uh, George Harrison. What is the George Harrison album? The 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 one that everybody, that's great. Oh, All Things Must Pass. All Things Must Pass. Fan. A triple LP. Fantastic. You know how crazy it is to fucking John and, John and Paul mm -hmm. are always like, mm, yeah, shut up, George. Like, we don't want to put these songs on the jealous. album. And then to just be like, okay, I'm going to put out a triple LP of the greatest songs you've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. Assholes. Assholes. Oh, Land of Talk is a phenomenal band. Just go on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever, and they're, I think they're first, I think they only have five. They're all good, but start from the bottom. 
and work your way up. Phenomenal fucking band. Holy shit, man. Anyway, let's move on. Huh? Yeah, that's probably enough for... You want to read this one? Mariana. So asks, I think they're trying to figure out what mutual funds are. Oh, my God. I put all my... Mariana says... Mariana, I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. I put all my savings, $2,000, into J.P. Morgan because my dad said it was a good idea. JPM the stock, I guess. I need reassurance that I'm not a dumbass because whenever... <laughs> <laughs> so do we. Yeah, constantly. Whenever I check my portfolio, it just keeps getting worse. How can you please... Can you please talk about how mutual funds work? How do they compare to regular stocks? How might this perform during the potential recession? Did my dad and his financial advisor just rob a 17-year-old of all her savings? Please help. First of all, you're 17. Your savings are only going to continue to grow. Don't think of your $2,000 as all you've got or all you will ever have. All money that you put into the market is going to go up and down. The beauty of it going down is, you being so young, you're going to get to put in more money and get in at lower prices. No, they didn't just rob you. Uh, no, your dad, your dad's not So tell her that. what a mutual fund is. Well, a mutual fund is just, well, it is a fund of different stocks and bonds and whatnot. And they've got, I think there there's certain fee structures. So if you buy one, you've I, I can't remember the rules, but like you're not actually buying shares. You are buying like units. I could be wrong. And I apologize if I am. And they basically you buy you buy it and they create share. I'll just call them shares. I think they like create them for you, and then when you want to sell, they kind of just like burn them. And because there's, I think there's always a fixed amount. I can't remember. That's neither here nor there. Basically, a mutual fund is just it's like any kind of fund. It's just a collection of a bunch of shit that they choose to buy based on whatever their targets are. The like you know, there's large there's Mutual funds that only buy tech stocks, and there's mutual funds that are considered like safer because they buy more bonds and dividend shit and whatever. So, uh, so they how do they compare to regular stocks? They're probably going to be a little less volatile. They're probably going to move a little more stable. It's going to be like a giant. See, I just burped out of the way. I love it. I love it's going it. to be like a giant ship versus maybe a smaller boat, depending on the stock, because there are certain stocks that move slower. But and everything is kind of taking a hit right now, so that's probably what's happening to the stock uh, yes. or the mutual fund her dad convinced her to buy JP into. Morgan, you know, you I don't know when you bought it, but assuming because you said it's gone down a bunch. Also, don't trip. Don't be looking at that shit every day cuz you're going to you're going to stress yourself out. You're not a trader, so don't worry about it. How might this perform during the potential recession? Well, Poorly. I mean, yeah, probably <laughs> poorly, unless it's a. Unless but don't it's, worry about it. Yeah, unless it's a mutual fund that is short biased or something, or invests in bonds. I, you know, I don't know, but so I hope that that was a good answer for you. You, 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 you have so much time. Just tell the financial and a financial <laughs> advisor, by the way, I believe has a duty to act in your best interests based on your age your risk tolerance, your other certain shit. So just talk to them about what you, what your goals are, and they'll set you up. I mean, My financial advisor is always like, so talk to me about certain shit. Uh, oh, here's one from Kevin. I have a very important question for Ben. How would you recommend taking acid for the first time? You seem to know a lot about it and would love to hear your thoughts. P.S. Ben, get your dog on the pod. 
You I, have taken acid more like you've taken a full dose. I never have. You never you never full tabbed? Never. <laughs> really? Never. Only a half. I also don't know how I feel about I don't know if I want to recommend to people to take <laughs> high grade psychedelics. It's fun for us, but we made the decision to do it on our own. And when you say us, you mean you and me? Like we've done it. Yeah. And, and we, we just, didn't do it through any Right, right, right. I don't want to be like, I don't want to encourage anyone to do it. I don't know. If you might be a person who might be Right, I would say inclined. this. Do it with very close friends in a very good uh, environment. Yeah. Every time I did it, especially in like the early, when I first started doing it, it was always with like my closest friends I grew up with. Yeah. And um outside in nice nature. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go ahead and say take it at church <laughs> with your parents, but don't tell them and just let it flow, man. No, I don't wanna I also don't know how old this kid I don't wanna be the Yeah, Kevin podcast that's like Take fucking drugs, dude. Yeah. Hey, dog, you should guys take drugs, man. You should fucking take acid? Whoa. Just be careful. Also, do not full tab for the first time. Yeah, take a take a halfie or something. That's what I would do. I would probably... Well, that's exactly what I've done. Full tab gets very intense. Yeah. Well, what do you... Let's, let's kick the next one, huh? So this one's from Rocco, dog-ass name. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Oh, we got dogs. Are you guys? <laughs> dogs listening to the show, watching the show. I think, actually, this is funny. Our producer told us that our show is the only thing that can calm down his dog. Remember when? Cool. Remember? Yeah. Uh, so when they leave the house, they have to put on the show. Yeah. And like, and one time they were driving, they were going on a road trip, and the dog was in the back seat getting a little anxious, so they put on the show. And the dog mellowed out. Damn, man. So maybe it's just a bunch of dogs being like, I got some questions about crypto. Yeah. What up, dog? <laughs> well, I got a question about how you're. So nose this person, work. so Rocco, good boy, says, I want your opinion. If crypto is actually dead this time, I'm no ex I'm no expert, but I feel like it may not reach a new high in a very long time. So many so many wagey paper hands bitch Jesus, Rocco, bought in and got burned. Why would they trust the new shitcoin or legitimate project that pops up again in the future? You wanna go first? No. Okay. Uh I don't know. I this I mean this it's tanked before and then reached all all, all time highs, you can never tell. I think it does seem like People are talking about it way... Like, when we first started the show, it felt very much like... It was kind of hitting a moment of legitimacy. Everything was kind of happening. You Like, the Crypto.com Arena, like, all the the Matt Damon ads. That was kind of the peak of the celebs coming out. Mm. Yeah, ever since then, I'm not saying we had anything to do with it, but it's become know, so much more of a joke and yeah. less... less uh, trusted i guess it's just all it's just like almost a parody of itself which is but i also think that's the nature of it i think i think some of those guys have a good sense of humor and it seems like they're almost in on the joke sometimes but i so i don't i don't know i can't see someone wanting to get in on these yeah serious with most things when you have like a big watershed moment for something like bitcoin like crypto where you've had all of these 
shit coins come and go and you had the Dogecoin thing. By now, people know better than to buy not only shit coins, but projects like uh, Luna and Terra or whatever that have pie in the sky, too good to be true things. I would hope people learn from that experience. But Bitcoin itself has gone through, I know, has gone through these cycles where it spikes up and then tanks and then it takes a while for it to come back. You know, it's possible that it goes back up. Uh, It is interesting because in the world of tech, the first thing to pave the way tends to not be the thing that ends up being the standard. Like you look at AOL, you look at, I don't know, pretty much... I can't remember what, like, the first personal computer fucking was. Um, oh, dude, or fucking Skype now. Sure, can... Skype. But, I mean, you look at Microsoft. Microsoft has survived. eBay survived. There are trailblazers that will continue to stay on top. But that's different because they do that via acquisitions, and they do it through all sorts of, they raise money. But, like, something like Bitcoin that's decentralized, I, who the fuck knows? I I certainly would avoid as always, I feel like it's an evergreen thing to just avoid shit coins and do it. You know, it's your choice, man. No, I, I personally do want to probably try to buy a Bitcoin. Oh, now that it's so much soon. cheaper. Yeah. And, and if it gets down to a, a price that feels, I don't know what the fuck, it's all arbitrary to me in the teens or something. Maybe I'll start nibbling a bit Ew, just say, in case. Don't say teens and nibbling so close together. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oops. There's a couple teens who are up for nibbling. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something even worse. Uh, <laughs> I am surprised though. Like there, you, you have to remember, there's still so much money being dumped into a lot of these projects and stuff. Um, yeah, I still, you know, I was just with a friend on Friday, and I was like, "Oh, what's, uh, what's he up to?" And it, the, he was like, "He's actually going to France for the summer to work on this like crypto project." Oh boy, like, really? There still exists those? I know. Who? I mean, but good for him. He gets to spend the summer in France and uh, uh, work on crypto. crypto So let's see what Bonjour. we got. Sarah, dog ass name. Sarah. Weird name for a dog, Sarah. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I do have to say. What is something you would tell your 25-year-old self, not finance related? Stop crying. <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, the the opposite of what you say to a, a gay kid in middle school. It doesn't get better. Ooh, that's a good one. I do remember specifically where I was. Oh, man, yeah, my 25-year-old self. Mine is too specific. I would really say, quit crying, man. You, you just, you're going to be fine. Relax. Oh, God, yeah. I was like horribly. I was going through a bad time at 25. You want me to go first or you want to go first? I got a good story. I don't know if I want to tell. Well, I can. You can go first. Okay. So, 25 years old. I was broke. I was unemployed. I was living at home. I was depressed. And my girlfriend, who I had uh, been broken up with for, at that point, I don't know, nine months, maybe a year, maybe, we had been still very much in contact because that's what you do. And. She, I knew she already was seeing someone new, but he lived in Florida. And I at least was resting assured that like, well, he lives in Florida. There's no way, you know, what the fuck. And uh, 
it was June of that year, whatever year it was when I was 25. And I went to be an au pair in Madrid with this family, the Spanish family. That sounds great. Four kids. Super great. Yeah. It was my second time being an au pair for them. I had done it uh, at one point before. I was going to be there for like five or six weeks. And on like day three, the parents go out uh, for dinner, leave me with the four kids. And I am just like a nervous wreck. All right, just emotionally, I'm like, fuck. They had a nice little apartment on like the eighth floor of this building. They had a great, beautiful little patio, covered patio. And it's like 9 p.m. on a Wednesday and the sun sets super late, you know, at that latitude or whatever. I'm out there and I'm looking at my phone and I see on Instagram that she posted a photo of a one-way ticket to Florida. (laughs) And I just... Oh, panic. Brutal. I'm like, oh, this, what the fuck is this? So I call her up on Skype and she, uh, she basically was like, yeah, I'm moving to go be with, uh, the guy. And I was, I, Rob was his name. And Rob, who, by the way, was so hot. I remember finding his Facebook page and he's just like, He's got a picture of him lifting up his shirt. Oh. He's like a Ken doll. Perfect guy. Rich. He was like a a pilot. Oh, that's killer for you. And yo, double killer for me. And uh, not like an airline. He was like in the Air Force, like a fighter pilot. Oh, not cool then. It, no. It's... But also a private, like you know, he had an airplane and stuff. Oh, cool again. Just per, like, it was comical how much better this guy was than me. He was like 30, also a little bit older. And, uh, but you were an au pair. Yeah. I had that going for me. They were paying me a hundred bucks a week. But so then she said, I don't want to be rude. I've got to go. I can't talk to you anymore. And click. I, I just, I just started crying and the kids come out cause they like hear me and the two younger girls didn't speak very much. The youngest didn't speak any English. Second youngest barely spoke any, and the two older boys could speak. And uh, Juan, the oldest, was like, "Ben, what's what is wrong? Why are you crying?" And then Diego, who had a raspy voice, was like, "It's okay." Da, 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 da. <laughs> Wait, how old are these kids? <laughs> Juan was like fifteen. <laughs> Diego was like twelve, and just trying to console a weeping. Oh, kid. and I was like, it was like body crying. It was like, like couldn't even fucking breathe kind of crying. And they were, I I had stopped my, my, like my brain and heart had stopped crying, but my body was still crying. And they were like, what is wrong? And they, they weren't French, but you know, what is wrong? And I just, I tried to explain it in terms that they could understand. Like I tried to dumb heartbreak down for them and I, but I did it through like, sometimes you really love some. One and they, you know, they don't love you back. Jesus, and, I'm getting so sad just <laughs> but listening to they this. They all four were like the two of two of on each side, just like you know, comforting me and being so. This sweet. is like out of a movie. Little did I know that I think one was really worried, so, or no, the the second the the older girl Bea went inside 
and called the parents because she was worried. <laughs> so she got, oh un- unbeknownst to me. So then, I, you know, I calmed down and I was fine. And I think I like smoked a cigarette and had some ice cream. And then the kids went to bed Very hours cool. later. And the parents come home and they're fluent in English and they're just the coolest. And the dad comes in and he's kind of like a tough, stern Catholic Spaniard guy. Uh, he comes into my room, Ben, you okay? And I was like, yeah, what do you mean? And he goes, Bea called me when we were at dinner. Crying, like little baby. <laughs> no, no, no. He he spoke better English than that. He said, Bea called me when we were at dinner. She said you were you were really, really upset. <laughs> and then even him asking me that made me kind of start to well up again. And I was like, oh, no, I'm fine. I just, just some girl stuff, you know. <laughs> and he said, well, I'm a little worried, like, she said you were very upset. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm, I'm cool. I promise. He's, and he's like, like, no, man, whole neighborhood, no, you cry like baby. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he didn't speak that poorly. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, I, I, th- then I was stuck there for six fucking weeks. All I wanted to do was go back home and like start to pick my life back up. I again. feel like that's a perfect place to be. Like, you just it is, but it isn't. It is when you're when you have a career and you're like in a good spot. Otherwise, but I had nothing good to go back home to. It was like, oh, I gotta go back home. Yeah, but I want to start weeks of now. Just like, just go meet people. Sure, and... but, oh, buddy. Oh, I had sex with one woman, and it didn't well, even happen. I wasn't even talking about sex. Just like, <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, who am I gonna fucking? I'm so depressed. I'm depressed out of my mind. Sure. What am I gonna do? I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's better to be away from. I don't fucking know. So, if you're twenty, what would I tell my twenty-five-year-old self? <laughs> I was saying. also going through a very similar um it was just fully just the most depressed I'd ever been from heartbreak and uh you just got to keep going. But I was in Brooklyn. Yeah. And I just kept being like I can just power through this. Yeah. And uh and I lived with roommates and I just didn't want to be like this fucking weepy roommate. And so I would go on these walks and there's nowhere to fucking cry in New York. And I finally found this like street in Brooklyn. So I would just walk around it. And when I would get like overwhelmed, I would just go because it was always pretty empty. There was like warehouses and stuff. And I would just you like yeah, go cry. Yeah. Sometimes and then go cry. And then I was just crying so much. It was crazy. And I remember I went to go see, I think, uh, Paddington. No, the new Jurassic Park had just come out. Oh, cool. And I was like, I'll just go see that, get my mind off it. I'm just like crying the whole way through. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, this is psycho. So I was like, I got to leave. Yeah. And I remember I went and I was just crying behind the movie theater. And I just thought, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I called my mom. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I don't know what to do. Mm. And, uh, they like I just needed help. They like helped me find therapy and all this stuff. Oh, that's and, good. But oh god, it was so bleak. The last time I cried in New York, I broke up with this girl. Huge mistake. I was in love with this girl. Why'd you break up with her? I felt like I had to I felt like I, I was like at this crossroads where I was either gonna get back together with the woman that I still loved here in LA. But I had also met this girl when I lived in New York and I was there and I was like, okay, I'm either going to stay here and pursue this thing with her or I know that I've got to eventually move back to LA and pursue the thing with the other woman. I was, I was, 
I just, I would have loved this girl so much. Well, now's your time. Why don't you say something to? Uh, she knows. I ended up telling her how how I yeah, but do it for the it. whole world. It could be a big moment. I for just the show. well, so we went to this restaurant. <laughs> we went to this restaurant. We basically had set it up like. When we first met, she said, I'm not looking for anything serious. I said, neither am I. She said, well, how about uh, how about we just keep seeing each other? And if anything changes, but for one of us, you know, if we start to feel something more, we'll just uh, let the other know. And I said, yeah, that sounds great. And it actually was kind of a covert way of allowing us to really just let it flow. Oh, when there's no pressure? Yes. So It's like when you meet someone on vacation and you're like, I'm in love with you. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was kind of like that. But so I would I would see her after work and it was like during the fall into the winter when it's like the most oh, beautiful time in New York. Leaves are falling. This girl was like one of the most beautiful women I'd ever seen. Jeez. I just, I just was like, every time I saw her, I would just smile. Just, I couldn't help it. I just was, she was so smart and so like, she was just a ben, pure I've, soul. I've got a surprise. I've actually got her on the line. Can we, huh? can we patch her in? But so, um, no, we're not Googling her. <laughs> she, uh, so I, she had taken me to this restaurant before and I loved it so much and it was a very special place. And my dumb ass, it was like the point of no return. And I said, hey, we should go out to dinner. Uh, I feel like we should probably like, you know, talk because we'd been seeing each other at that point for like, almost like six months. And she said, she was like, yeah, okay. And I think she thought she knew what was coming, which was, hey, I'm like in love with you and we should take it to the next level. And I I remember sitting there, we had ordered our food, ordered drinks, and I'm sitting there and she's just like, it was just killing me. And I said, so, and she's like, yeah, smiling at me. And I said, I think, um, I, I think we're in love with each other. And she said, yeah. And then I said, and that's exactly why Ben, what's wrong with you? I and she was just, you know, stunned and I was like this is so fucking painful. I don't know why. I wasn't saying that out loud, but and then I started she didn't cry at all, but I did. And then we talked about it a bunch and I you know, I was it was too I couldn't do it. I wasn't ready. I still had this other thing, this unfinished business that I thought I had to go after. But then um when we left and parted ways, I had this big coat on with a hoodie and I just, it was a Friday night in, in the city and I put on my headphones and I just, I just walked super slow and was just crying. Not like the, but just, I just was like, fuck, I just, I don't want to be in this position. It was just such an impossible position. And I, you know, I, I didn't talk to her for a year after that. And then we reconnected and we had a whole thing and it was just, it's just one of those things. Right. Oh, uh, just, she was a, she was a chess champion. She was a, uh, she was just so intelligent and so sweet. Ben, call her. Text no, 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 no. Text your ex. Um, You're making me like so wistful over here. I, you know, this is. What would I tell my 25-year-old self? I have no idea. You're Suck it up, baby. No. There's, there's something romantic about being that sad and heartbroken and um Yeah, cuz it means you're feeling. Right. It means you're alive. I think 
We are the number one finance podcast. You know the <laughs> end. You, about you know, you know, in the end of "Call Me by Your Name" when he's talking. Didn't see it. Oh. Stop. <laughs> you, you know, I burp a lot. You take really exasperated deep breaths right into the microphone. <laughs> I just hear <sighs> so no, much. If people complain about it, I'll stop. Like me when I swallow, I'm just like. But that's like an expressive thing. That's like an emotion. It's not like it's not even no. Most of the time, it's not even emotive. It's just that was fully emotive. Well, that that was was. fully frustrating. Sure, that was. But oh, so now you're just talking about my breathing? No, no, no. You breathe kind of heavy. No, it's not breathing heavy. It's just you know, if you find yourself listen, I'm a freak. I am fully a freak. Shut up. (laughs) But well, hear me out. I will catch on to things, and then I'll be like, "This uh, now I'm hearing that too much." And yeah, I am the freak. Yeah, sounds like a you problem, Fuck. baby. Yeah, but I mean, if it's an easy fix. All right. So what I was gonna say about coming by your name, he's me. talking to his dad at the end. He's just gone through Timothy Chalamet. He's just gone through his first heartbreak, and he basically tells him to. Uh, dad tells him. Yeah, to like, I haven't seen it in so long, but it's this beautiful scene where he's like, you know, you have to feel it all, and if you don't like process it and. Um, if you like lock it in and hold it up, you're just going to become one of these, you're going to start feeling less and less. And by the time you're like older, you won't have anything left for anyone. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And I think I've done that to myself. Yeah. I, I identify with that quite a bit. Right. You, your, your heart hardens a little bit. And, and the idea of like feeling that much is like unfathomable. And now sometimes I feel like I have feelings where I'm just like, they, they, they feel like, an itch I can't scratch. I don't necessarily know how to. This is what happens. You 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 grow up in New Jersey as an as an Italian American man, and you just you don't know what to do with it. Mm. I remember I saw when I first started watching The Sopranos. I was like, just figure out a way to don't do that. Don't be fucking middle aged and having a heart attack because you don't know how to express your feelings. I was the other way. I was way too emotional, and I that bit me too many times where I would, you know, pine after or lust after or fantasize about having, basically my whole thing was I am incomplete unless I've got someone to complete me. And you shouldn't think that way. Sure. And you should be a whole person, not the half of a whole, but a whole person. That way you're better equipped to actually... Deal with uh, love in a relationship in a mature way. Easier said than done, mind you. Yeah. We should get to more questions. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. What would we tell ourselves, our 25-year-old selves? Love yourself. Be whole. Don't be afraid to emote. Get out there. Uh, don't turn into a bitter old man like you already have. Wesley, uh, you both rock climb, right? Yes. Weird what dog your, name. Weird dog name. What are your highest grades? Emil, you're like a V5, V6. I'm like a V3, V4 sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do you both like, do you like bouldering or ropes? Bouldering, personally. I like uh, bouldering in the gym, but uh, ropes when I go outside. Okay. Do those fingies be hangboarding? Personally, no, not yet. Uh, I would say a hangboard truly got me through the darkest parts of lockdown. It was, uh, I just went psycho on my hangboard. Just me in a back house playing loud music. Nico. Doing all kinds of fucking Hangboard pull-ups and stuff. Not me, baby. Just just Olympic rings at the uh, at the park. Nico, by the way, Nico is a guy who listened to the show, and I couldn't find his Instagram to message him to go climbing with him again. So, Nico, if you're out there, 
You still live here. Shoot me a message, buddy. Well, Mia, what are your individual takes on simulation theory? I don't fucking know, man. So, Jesus. I think it could be possible, yeah, but it could what, be are, possible. what are we going to do even if it's true? Yeah. Uh, it, it's just going to hurt my brain, so I'd rather not. Luke. Luke. Not our Luke, but another Luke. How do you guys feel about jorts and their impact on the world? Personally, I think they fuck. Why did we pick this question? <laughs> I want to know. I want to know what you think about jorts. I don't know, man. They're fine. I I don't wear them. I just, uh, their impact on the world. It made it better, buddy. Do you think jorts? It made jorts. <clears throat> wow, I thought you were gonna have all these thoughts on jorts. Male jorts, female jorts. The- hey, well, how do you feel about male jorts? I I honestly have no feelings about. I'm thinking about a guy wearing them, and I'm just. I'll going, tell you what. Okay. I think it depends how they are, right? With everything above the it's knee, all about, it should be above the knee. It's all about knee. fit. Yeah. And because some guys, it's like, dude, what are you doing, baggy ass jorts? But fellas, I'll, I was in Venice Beach. I <laughs> Italy. No, uh, Venice Beach, and I had to go. This guy had perfect jorts on. Nice. They looked like old. Were they tight? Yes, okay. and like really well fitting. You need well fitting. Great above the knee. Great wash, of course. Okay, so we like them below the knee. Not for me. No, uh, guys. I gotta- had to go up to him and tell him. I said, "Those are amazing." Where'd you get them? He was like, "I got them secondhand." It's like obviously, I got them at George Mart. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he said, "Oh, you got to go down to George Mart." George all right. Stonewall says, what are your personal opinions on Dave Ramsey? Growing up, I had a lot of friends and relatives send me his books and videos and tell me to follow his financial plans. As I get older, I find his teachings outdated, especially for the millennial generation. I was wondering if you agreed or disagreed with any of his teachings. I don't know any of his teachings. I'm sure that they're the same shit that everybody says about, like, pay off your debt. Oh, I told him to throw this one in because I thought you would. I oh. thought you knew stuff about. He's He's like. I don't know anything about him either. I used to listen to him sometimes when he'd be on the radio on KFI here in LA. And yeah, I mean, I agree with some of his things. They're just good general advice. I think he said- Like you agree with the thing where he fired all those people because they wouldn't come in during COVID? Dave Ramsey? Mm. What? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, fucked up, Ben. Man, well, I disagree with that, but I know that his whole- (laughs) I think that's the guy. Part of, I don't know. Part of his whole thing is pay pay off debt first like right. your priority or saving sh- anything pay it off if you got high interest rate debt that should be your number one priority so says him do i personally agree with that yes absolutely because it it only makes sense if you're paying a high interest rate buddy get the fuck out of there don't spend more than you take in i think is probably one of his things which is like that's not him that's just a general <laughs> thing like hey that's how you don't, don't live above your means yeah don't live above your means probably don't take on don't take on additional debt and, um, you know, save whatever. So, yeah, I, I do find his teachings outdated because I just find that he's an old guy and you should be watching this show <laughs> instead. So, why don't you uh, pull a pull a thing out of your uh, out of your uh, friends and family and relatives thing and just send us to them. This is kind of a cool one from Cole, another dog or cat. Uh, is money the end all be all in America? Yeah. I've put, yeah. I've put quite a lot of thought into this and in the consumer heavy culture in which materialism has plagued, there does not seem to be a light at the end of the tunnel. Kind of. I mean, it's a weird thing where uh you know, you know what? It's funny, people wrote in questions like someone literally wrote like 
one of those dumb hypotheticals. If you were offered a million dollars to eat like a literal shit sandwich, it's a sandwich with just shit in between two pieces of bread, would you? Do it for free. <laughs> but I was literally like, I was reading this and I was like, yeah, I would choke down that fucking sandwich for a million dollars. Yes. And are you entertained by my answer? <laughs> but it's like. What kind of shit are we talking? I wish that wasn't the case. Like, I wish we lived in a world where I didn't have to consider eating shit. Uh, well, and I, I wonder what that question means exactly. Is is the per, is the is the end goal to get as much as possible? Depends on what your goals are. I'm just. I think he's saying. Does money run everything? Yeah. It's, yeah, it, kind it of, does, and it sucks. I think it's kind of hard to. Well, I don't want to say that, but. Like money in politics, that's that's what governs. That's what dictates where funds get allocated. To to. That's why we don't have good infrastructure. That's why we don't have good public transportation. That's why we don't. That's why we have piss poor healthcare. But I think it's because of money, you need to fight against it somehow and get above it. And even though it does control your life, mm. you can have a good life without, or you can do your best. Yeah, because you do your best. The real, the real stuff. Friends and family. Yeah, that's right. Being around people, being kind to people, helping people. Find Dave Ramsey. Making people laugh, them making you laugh, loving people. Yeah, kissing. Everything is love. Crying in front of four Spanish children. <laughs> Having them so worried they called their parents. Yeah, they're so sweet. I think Juan is now working on being a pilot. Uh, Benito, cry like baby. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Those kids are so great. I miss them so much. Um... It's weird that they're all older now. God damn. And their like strongest memory of you is you just crying. Crying. Seriously, that's probably their core me- one of their core memories of me is me losing my shit. Or maybe for them it's just like, yeah, I guess I kind of remember that. I don't really care. I remember mostly just having a good time with you and be like, okay, great cuz when I think about you guys, I always have that one right there. Just like, fuck, why did I do that? <laughs> Stupid. No, I mean, what can you do? All right, we can't. Nothing. Do Anywho. Long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asa Asa says first pod I listened to with Vlad you opened up with a prayer of sorts it sparked my interest to listen more thinking I found a niche of a Christian stocks comedy (laughs) pod (laughs) lol what do you guys believe in slash why did you pray with Vlad we prayed with Vlad because I thought it would be I was on on a little bit of acid and I thought it would be a funny opening bit but we're also a Christian podcast we are a Christian podcast we are the only Christian stocks comedy pod Uh, what what do you believe in Emil I'm agnostic. I don't know. I believe oh, in being yeah. a good person. I'm agnostic too in the, like and I get I get kind of annoyed at atheists just as much as like yeah. religious zealots. It's like you can't know, dude. Right. Do you know how much um Well maybe it's not that they know, it's just that they say I don't believe. I just don't. Oh yeah, but that's like Sure, but it's it, and that's okay, whatever. You but the atheists who are very much like there is no existence of God. Yeah. Or there's no existence. It's like, how do you know, motherfucker? Yeah, chill out. My whole thing is like, I don't have time. You guys, whatever, that's great. Yeah. I don't have a use for it or... Uh, Jesus Christ. The, the, well, any religion, the time to like put into it, it's like, that's wonderful. Yeah. I, um, I'm happy for you, but... I remember exploring religion when I was uh, in college. Like watching YouTube videos about 
arguing for and against the existence of God because you got so much time on your hands when you're in college. Yeah, there I you just go. Thought, I want to get to the bottom of this. And yeah, I got no conclusions. I do believe that there's like a a life force that unites us all in some kind of weir- weird way and that love, exists. baby. It's love. It's just kind of a general consciousness that exists on a plane that we don't readily access on a day-to-day basis. And, uh, you know, that's why when people talk about vibes, vibes, vibes are, they're, they're based in some kind of spiritual reality. Vibe check. Yeah. I believe in being a good person. I believe in, I don't necessarily believe in like objective truths. I I think it's all subjective. Well, I don't know. That's a tough one. But I, I think that we can decide for ourselves, given our mental faculties, what is and isn't good on a utilitarian basis. Like what? Huh? Long story short, we are two agnostics with a Christian finance comedy podcast. Yeah. So anyway, Kevin, wait. What, what is Kevin? Another weird name for a dog. Do you think we'll <laughs> see another tech revolution? It seems the general tech industry has stagnated Uber, Airbnb, and we are no longer living in the future. Thoughts? Also, who is more excited to kiss, Ben or Emil? Uh, another tech revolution, I don't, like we were kind of talking about this last time of like the kind of full circle of some of these companies, the, the disruptor companies yeah. where they are just <clears throat> repackaging old repackaging, shit. and it's kind of been that uh, for a long time. I, you know, sure. I'm sure there's things are going to keep getting crazier and crazier, but I do think we're in like a weird little bit of a, a rut. Airbnb, Uber, Airbnb. It's kind of weird. It kind of sucks now. It used to be yeah. this awesome little... Sucks. ...fun thing. Yeah. I think that the tech revolution is going to be limited in the sense that big companies now have created such a deep, wide moat around them that it makes any kind of disruption virtually impossible. And if anyone even starts to come close, they can just swoop up those companies. So like Google, you've got so many people, dedic- well-paid intelligent people dedicated to solving problems and inventing new things like they're working on quantum computing and whatnot that how or why would anyone even bother why would any venture capitalist throw money at something that has so little chance compared to all the money and resources available to a company like google because they are it is capital intensive it is because it's such a long shot kind of project, I feel like I also could be talking out of my ass because venture capitalists, I feel like they are more likely to invest in companies that have a chance at disrupting things like Amazon that is more just like first level things <laughs> like like online shopping. Boom. That's an easy, easier than like fucking quantum computing that is capital intensive and doesn't necessarily have... Uh, uh, anyway, who's more excited to kiss? Probably you. Probably me. Yeah. I'm going to tongue you. Uh, okay. Last question comes from Samantha. My father recently passed away quite suddenly. I'm sorry to hear that, Samantha. I am only 21. So losing my father. Did you pick this question? I thought it would be nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am should only... I not have done it? No, no. I just was like, oh, this is you This know, is this like, is a, I feel like you can genuinely connect with Yeah, yeah. Here. I am only 21, so losing my father at such a young age has been hard to cope with. Ben, you've talked a bit about the loss of your dad, but can you talk a bit more about your experiences with grief? Well, I already did that a little bit, didn't I? Uh, Excited to join the Dead Dad Club. Welcome, Samantha. Looking forward to our first club meeting. 
Yeah, welcome to the Dead Dad Club. Um, it is not a very exclusive club. Eventually, everybody joins. and Not necessarily. Well, yeah, you could die first, <laughs> in which case you're sending your dad into the Dead Kid Club, which fucking- Ben, our... I picked this so you could help. <laughs> well, part of, part of the, my experience with grief and the way out, the way through it is, is um, and it's my number one coping mechanism, is uh, laughter and cracking jokes because it it brings us back to our natural for me at least my natural state of equilibrium and um restores a sense of normalcy because when you experience a grief that profound it it just throws you off and you are thrust unwillingly into an emotional state that is so unnatural. It is actually very natural because you feel it. It feels so profound and so heavy. It's like, oh, this is the other part of life that nobody tells you about. This is what it feels like. It's just such a, it's just, it's indescribable. And being, being put in that mindset, in that headspace is uh it's tough it it feels like i don't know it's so it's surreal that the rest of the world just keeps on chugging mm. like i remember going home from the hospital to like get my dad's cell phone and his keys and stuff come home the dogs have no idea the dogs are excited to see me go up into his room and it's like his life was just still going up until a few hours ago there's his shorts there's his shoes there's you know all this other shit his toothbrush is probably still wet and you go outside and people are just making a left turn on the arrow and just doing their thing. They are completely oblivious to the grief that I am feeling right now. Not only that, but they are completely oblivious to the fact that it could happen to them. And it's just this amalgamation of things like that. And then what is unsettling is you, the very human, normal emotions creep in. Like, you know, you get the pangs of horniness <laughs> still. You're you're like oh my fucking god my dad's dead and then a girl with great boobs walks by and you're like fuck <laughs> oh wait I'm still sad seriously it's it's very real and you're like oh man I'm so sad oh I gotta pee though and you're pissing or like damn I'm so sad oh I gotta wipe my ass I gotta eat you 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 have to remember to eat it's I mean I could go on and on but my experience with it is is that it's just something that you. Nothing can prepare you for it, and I'm sure you're well aware by now, Samantha, and I'm very sorry that you're going through it, but the best thing that I did was not drink or do drugs to try to numb out because like you said about the heartbreak in Call Me By Your Name, you got to, well, it's kind of along those lines. You got to feel it. You got to just let it run its course, and it will run its course, and it is true that time heals all wounds. Unless you don't feel it. Unless then you, you become feel. an angry Italian man. Yeah, you can't feel anything. You become a fucking angry Italian man. But you know, it's uh, to to lose it. I I was twenty three. You're twenty one. It, yeah, it's really hard to cope with. It's it's the heaviest shit. It's so fucking heavy. Um, what about spending time with your family? Spending time with your family is a big one. It changes your whole dynamic with your family. And depending on the relationships you've got, it definitely brings you together. I remember a friend of mine when I, he was already a member of the club. And when I talked to him afterward, 
He said it so beautifully. He said it's like your life is a stool and the legs of the stool are your support system, your family and friends and whatnot. And it's like one, one leg gets ripped out from under you, but then the other legs rearrange themselves and just become stronger. And they're, they, they become the new supports just structured a different way. And that's lovely. Yeah, I really liked it. This has been the saddest. I'm like emotionally drained. I'm like reliving heartbreaks that I haven't well, done in a while. It's a beautiful thing, I think. I mean, maybe I'll process all my um, stuff and I'll be a more uh, open person or something. You are already quite an open person, I feel like. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe just more so with friends and stuff. But yeah, I feel like you are. I'm probably too open. I also don't know how I feel about telling people like humor is a good way to do it. like I it's fi- not a good it's not I find the, sometimes it's me like avoiding like whenever there's been someone like dying in a hospital or whatever mm-hmm. and we're spending a lot of time in the hospital I find I'm like I'm like so on I'm like fucking just doing bits and like yeah. fucking making everybody laugh because mm-hmm. I'm like I I can't really handle any of this so I'm just gonna be fucking yeah, I mean, there's no, that's the other thing. There's no right way, and everybody's going to deal with it in their own way. Uh, yeah, so if you feel like screaming, go get in your car and scream it out. If you feel like uh, punching a pillow, sock it to them. <laughs> do, do. <clears throat> I I wish I could give you more, and I feel like I've said a lot here, and there's obviously... I I don't even know. Like, did I talk about my experience? Yeah, it was just, it was fucking brutal. And then I remember having to just, it was my last semester in college. He died in the middle of it. And I was taking five classes and I had gotten straight A's my whole college career at that up to that point. And I was almost done. And I thought, fuck, I don't want to stop now. Like, I would have to take these classes over again. And I just powered through it. And I, I mean, I don't regret doing that, but I... I kind of just let that not distract me because it still sucked ass and I still had to go through with it. But you just got to, that's it. The experience is just, you, you, you grow up a little bit. You grow up a little, you, you grow up, uh, yeah, you, you grow up in a way that only members of the club know how. And yeah, what you do with that is, is up to you. And hopefully it, makes you a better person. I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) It's horrible. I mean, I've seen, I've never, I've only seen my parents lose their parents and it's like. It's weird because it's when they're old, it feels natural. It feels like, oh yeah, well, grandma's dead. (laughs) All right. My parents were like very sad. Yeah. And I was kind of like, you're not supposed to chill out. (laughs) Yeah. It made me, I don't like seeing people sad. Yeah. I remember at my grandma's funeral, I uh, I was going to give a little speech, and I was just going to tell this like quick funny story about my grandma. And then, um, <clears throat> so I was going to go later, but my mom was supposed to go, and she couldn't stop crying. And so they were like, Emil, can you go? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine, whatever. So I went up, and <laughs> I just like, as soon as I got up there, I just started bawling, and I was like, what is going on? Yeah, and I couldn't catch you off guard. And I couldn't get it together. And then the priest came over. <laughs> And he was like, are you okay? And I just grabbed him by the shirt and I pulled him in. I said, I can't stop fucking crying. Are you serious? <laughs> That's a very you. I imagine <laughs> you grabbed him by the shirt and crying. <laughs> I can't stop fucking 
that's kind of a I mean that's kind of a yeah it's kind of a way I remember the first like three days sucked because you you fall you you eventually fall asleep and when you wake up there's like three seconds where you don't remember and then it pops up you're like oh fuck dad's dead and then then you're like oh what it's just a, a big it's just a big question mark of what happens now like my mom hadn't pumped her own gas in like the 20 something years that they were married and oh thought, man, how's that's... my mom gonna pump gas? She doesn't know how it works. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's so nice of your dad. He would go fill her car. Yeah, well, uh, it was it was more so because he was OCD and was like, I gotta go to the cheapest seventy six station and I gotta log the miles oh. or whatever the fuck he did. I think he also just yeah, he just he was the one in charge of the yeah. He was like in charge. My mom didn't worry about anything. He took care of the grocery shopping. He took care of all things money related. So. She, yeah, she went through the shit. And then what sucked is my brothers had jobs or were in school or whatever. So, but my mom and my schedule lined up in such a way that I was the only one home for like, I don't even remember what feels like months after. And she, she would come home and go into her bedroom and start crying. And I'd be high on Adderall in my bedroom trying to do my essays. And I'd be like, gotta go fucking comfort mom like not in a bad not like fuck but just like well it's my duty gotta go in there and like just like on Adderall it's okay mom like "Uh, how can I best uh, comfort her (laughs) it wasn't like that but I definitely was like I mean the shit what she was saying was so like profoundly sad it's like how do you even comfort someone she's like I I wanted you know he had just retired and like what am I gonna do and I just was like well, you know, you're gonna, <laughs> you're oh. gonna, I don't remember. It was over 10 years ago. This episode is heartbreaking. Well, that's it's part of life, dude. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it do be that way. We should wrap it up though. Wait, we'll, I we'll, just, we'll have some fun in the after hours. What guys. does that one say? I have so much respect for you both, but what the fuck? Yeah, Can what the fuck? Can we just, I just want to read that. Let's room. save it for after. Oh, oh we'll save it for after it hours, I guess. I'm so curious fuck. what it says. Right. But what? Uh, all right. But you're both is, ugly. This has been a weird one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we didn't talk about... Uh, well, I guess a mailbag episode we're not necessarily going to talk about stocks. We, I, so I, when we asked for the questions, I said, ask about whatever you want. I, yeah. You know what it is? We get a lot of stuff that's like, I have $10,000. How can I not work for the rest of my life? And it's like, <laughs> you can't. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy, I, if I knew... <laughs> like They're like, if I have $13,000, where can I put that? So I never have to... And it's like, yeah. what? I, and so these are, you know, a little more fun. And I didn't expect us to talk about, uh, you know, just being the saddest <laughs> we've ever been. I, I, feel, I feel good because, you know, what a life we've led where you, you experience stuff like that and you're still here, you're still going. Hadn't stopped... Uh, I mean, take it from me as someone who has been in very, very... That's not even the worst place. Yeah, I mean, that's the... I was joking a little bit of like, it doesn't get better, but you just got to continue to keep doing work and stuff. Yeah. And you kind of think that at a certain point, you're going to be like, well, I'm just going to be 32 and everything's going to be good, but it's fucking not. It doesn't get better in the sense that life doesn't get easier. I mean, it does. It has its ups and downs, but it it doesn't get better in the sense that like 
as you get older, you're just going to get more responsibilities tacked on. You're going to have more letdowns. You're going to have more things. And that's okay. Just it's about how you react to them and how you choose to learn from them and continue to grow as a person. Because as long as you're still growing and whatnot, then uh, that's all that matters. And it's okay if you're not, if you're going through a point where you're not growing, because you're going to have some of those too. Personal growth is much like the market. Sometimes you're going to have a bear. <laughs> yeah. Bear personal growth. Yeah. And sometimes you get the bull. Sometimes it's sideways. And that's when you put your money in bonds or what the fuck ever. Anyway, that's where we're, you put your emotions. Yeah. In we got to we got to wrap up. So, so long everybody. Hope you're having a nice time. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this week on After Hours. Damn, I gotta eat some beans. <laughs> I gotta get some beans in me. I like when after hours is fun. It's Trillionaire Mindset coming at you all the way from Los Angeles, California. Sign up on TMGStudios.tv to watch the full bonus episode.